0: Now back to the Sunday show with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY.
1: All right. We are very appreciative because of what Derek McGarry does in our community and for this show. So I love it because LaMoya, you normally plug him. But I just, you know, I guess I heard the commercial and I thought about it. we couldn't be here without him. Right. So we, you know, yeah, we want to support him because he supports us. Let's kind of pivot. Um. Uh, panelists and and talk a little bit about um, politics and athletes who are um, making a name for themselves for whatever reason. And there are a lot of athletes I think, qualify in this sense um the, the John Carloses and the Tommy Smith's they get credit the Kaepernick's get credit but when we get to LeBron he gets criticism so it's just odd to me that here's somebody who in my mind has done everything right on and off the court but he's perceived as and I don't know if it's even because you like his team or whatever or don't like his team or whatever but it just seems like he's a stand-up character guy. But there's this whole thing of this this discussion topic about athletes and whether or not they should be involved in politics. I really wish Mr. Keaton was here to chime in on this <laughs> or even Mr. Nelson. But I got to settle for Mark. No, that ain't no crack. Mark, go ahead. Tell us what are your thoughts on this topic.
2: <laughs> well, listen, you have to understand how America is. All right, now, they demonized Tommy Smith and, and Mr. Carlos in 1968 saying that they held their fists up high, so they demonized them and told them they were unpatriotic because they held their fists up. They demonized Mr. Kaepernick about four years ago by saying that he's not showing any respect uh, to the United States flag by kneeling down. So you have a situation where the press and or the powers that be, uh, depending on how you want to look at it, demonize these human beings and say that they're bad. They're not good Americans. Well, now, James has taken a different stance. He hasn't kneeled down, he hasn't, but he is speaking out loud, and he's been intelligent about doing so, and he's been articulate about doing so. So now you've got a different situation going on. How are you going to demonize somebody who's being expressive as he is? And so now they're going to criticize him no matter what is, you know, Le- LeBron, LeBron, LeBron's got a pretty good life going on for himself, you know, being a professional ball player and, you know, being able to um, do the things that he is, he's able to do. So when they, when they look at it, see, it, 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 there's a judgment call there, too. The, Tommy Smith and John Carlos, even maybe back in '68, they may have been, you know, popular among black people, but they may not have been popular among Caucasian. Colin Kaepernick, same thing. But LeBron James has crossed over to both sides like that. He's a popular on both sides because of as a professional player they he you know he's he's been you know an uh, an example to people that say, "Hey, you know, this is somebody I can cheer for, so that's why you' get mixed signals there and as well as um um you know not maybe. All the criticism. Yet you getting some people saying, "No, nah, let's 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 not criticize them about that because you know this is the, the time that we're going through at this particular time." Listen, no matter what what state that African Americans take place in, whether it's up on the Olympic stand, whether it's down on the football field, or whether it's down whether it's on on the parquet floor, they're not. They do not want you to stand up what you truly believe in. It well, has always been that way.
3: And I think it's it it you also have to plug this in as well. So we talk about the entertainment value. You know, he can run the ball well. And we cheer right. and we love it. And that's that Americanized uh prioritization of entertainment, right? But you know, even with our sons in in grade school and in college, after the fifth year of playing on a full ride scholarship. What does he have when he walks away? Does he graduate? And if he does, what is the advisement on his professional side other than playing ball? Now, we have those that go on to play for the NFL and so forth. That's not everyone's ending result, right? And so we have to kind of continue to – not kind of. We have to continue to change that narrative. He is more than just running the ball. He has a voice or she has a voice.
1: It's kind of unfortunate um, that we the, – the way – People are devalued, especially when they're black. We had an illustration of this in the NFL draft two weeks ago. Um, there's a quarterback from Ohio State named Justin Fields, and if you didn't follow the story, he's a black quarterback. But they were trying to be critical of his intelligence and whether he could read defenses and whether he could recall plays. You know, they they were saying all of this stuff to to talk him down. And here's the crazy thing: they did a mental aptitude test, and they five hundred athletes. He set the bar. He scored the highest ever on the exam. He scored higher than Patrick Mahomes. So, here they were trying to be critical of a man who's almost like, you know, Bill Clinton in terms of a photographic memory. There's nothing that the kid can't do and doesn't remember and can instantly recall. And there's no throw he can't make. So... He ended up going to Chicago with the 11th pick, which sounds like, hey, that's great. That's first round. That's guaranteed money and all of that. But it was three or four quarterbacks that went ahead of him that are not better than him. And the only reason he dropped that far was because he was a black quarterback and they made critical statements about him that are unfounded. His situation reminds me of another guy who was Charlie Ward, who came out of Florida State, who won the Heisman, who his team won the national championship. He was the Heisman winner. He did not get drafted. In the, into the NFL. He got drafted by Major League Baseball twice. He got drafted, went on to play with the New York Knicks. But here's the Heisman winner on the national championship team. Same thing again. He was a black quarterback, mm-hmm. though. So it's just crazy when you see illustrations of this that what, what other explanation is there for that other than racism? And I don't know. I don't know. Ms. Rice, I don't know if you want to chime in on this topic or kind of pivot to some other aspect of it. But should athletes be involved in politics?
4: Well, I have to say shout out to the WNBA. Yes. I tell you what. <laughs> they came out with their vote for Warnock shirts. <laughs> hey, you can't get no more po- political than that. I mean, I think that is awesome that the all of the athletes are showing that in, first off, in order to get in college, you got to pass tests. Uh second or to stay in college, you have a lot of tests. And in order to graduate from college, you got some more tests. So, what that proves is that our WNBA, our NBA, our uh, football, all of that, uh, NFL, and NFL, some football players say stands for not for long. And so, <laughs> therefore, you need to be prepared for the next phase. Yes. So, um, I, hey, I say hats off to them for showing everyone that they are paying attention to what is happening around them. Why not? They vote. Why not? Even some athletes run for office after they finish. Everybody doesn't uh, that goes to college, as we said, and is an athlete does not become a professional athlete. Let's not forget that. What we need to remind, and I'm going to pivot this way, what we need to remind our children is that football, basketball, mm-hmm. baseball should mm-hmm. not be the be-all, the yes. end-all. Mm-hmm. And that when we go to college, we should be getting an education so that if that far dream, if we reach for the stars of the NFL, the NBA, and we fall short of that, is nothing wrong with being right. president at the bank. There's right. nothing wrong with being a CFO, a CEO, and all of that. There's nothing wrong with being that. And so that's why sports, I'm glad to see. I'm with the WNBA. What they were able to do this year, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Looks like they'll be wearing shirts to re-elect somebody pretty soon. So let's get behind them and make sure that they understand that everybody is for them, those of us who are. Let's show them that. Okay.
1: Let's talk a little bit about expectations, Ms. Rice, because um, the, the parent typically sets the expectations for the child. Nolan Richardson was a great basketball coach, but one of the things that he did, unfortunately, was when an athlete came to the University of Arkansas to play basketball, in his mind, and he made this statement, They and I'm paraphrasing it, but he pretty much said they weren't there to go to school. They were there to play basketball. Um, now, he had a lot of success at every level where he coached it's in terms of basketball. I don't know if that uh, – if, if, if you set an expectation as a coach or a parent for your kid to go to school instead of just to be an athlete or to make me proud and do this on the field or on the track or on the court – I think that the kid will live up to or live down to what your expectation is. But unfortunately, we don't see that. And I've and I made a critical comment about Nolan Richardson, but it's not just him. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of cases with parents. And I know as an educator, you see it. We set, we set an expectation when it comes to athletics and practice and all of that. But we don't have that same zeal. We don't have that same expectation or that same standard when it comes to how you're going to do academically. We'll accept the seat. <laughs> you pass. Good job, baby. But you need to get on out there and, and, and go to the court. And, you know, and so, and I don't know, c- correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Ms. Rice or Mark. Y'all tell me, what are your thoughts on that?
4: Well, my thought is that education is the key. And education has always been the key for access. Somewhere along the line, somewhere, education is being what it should be. And that is to prepare us to take care of our families. I remember when I taught first grade and, and uh, students were coming to my class, and I, I still remember several moms saying, today, start your college trip. First grade, six years old. Today, starts your college trip. I'm not sure that we tell our students anymore. And I'm not sure why we don't, because education, education, be it a certificate, or a two-year degree, a four-year degree, or 10 years in college, education is the key to us taking care of ourselves and our family. We can take care of our families with a certificate. We can take care of our families with an associate degree. We don't always have to go four years, although uh, as a four-, five-, person myself, I'm all for that, but everybody is not. Everybody is not four year material, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean as I pay my plumber who comes in a hundred dollars an hour right. or the person who comes in to unstop or, or the person who comes in to paint my walls oh my god I, it's not that I don't pay i do it, and the person that comes in to to do uh to do anything electricity when I need to have electrical work done uh I have to pay for that, and as we know. Um, when you get your car fixed, and have you looked up under the hood of a car nowadays, (laughs) there's nothing you can do about that. You can look at it, but you can't do nothing about it, because you have to be specially trained. So let's think about that. Education is still the key for African Americans to be out of poverty. Education is still the key, and that's something that we have to remind our, our children. Not only that, as mothers and fathers, we have to remind them that, if you are good at basketball, baseball, football, soccer, don't put everything, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yes. When did we decide that you could, that all you have to do is put all your eggs into the basket of soccer, and then you're going to be rich? Why did we not decide on soccer, basketball, football, all of that is a means to an end, and the end is the education? That's my thought.
1: All right. This is a good point, I think, to get our last break in. So, audience, y'all stick with us.
0: The Sunday Show will continue with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOI. I'd like to ask you a question. When was the last time you heard from your
1: insurance agent? Have you sat down with your agent to review your policy coverage, premiums, and make necessary changes? Your life changes over time. So should your insurance. This is your local State Farm agent, Derek McGarry, and I would love to be your good neighbor. Please visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000.
3: My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com.
1: Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station.
0: Now back to the Sunday show with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks, brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY.
1: All right. Welcome back. Very (laughs) pleased to have our crosstalk panelists with us, uh, Mark White and Joanne Rice. And let's kind of let's kind of one of the things that has happened since the last crosstalk panel is is uh, 100 days of Joe Biden's presidency. And he gave an address to the nation. And thereafter, Tim Scott gave a rebuttal for the Republican Party. Mm. Um, Tim Scott is a black man. He's a senator from South Carolina. Ms. Rice, he represents your position well, or does he not?
4: (laughs) Tim Scott. (laughs) Okay. I I, I, I am at a loss of... Tim Scott's rebuttal was not what I, I, I wasn't expecting it to be like that. But um, I am. I'm gonna let Mark talk <laughs> about Tim Scott. Please, Mark. away.
2: Uh, okay. First of all, <clears throat> you know you have to understand how America, and I'll say Caucasian America, works. See, it's easy for them to get up there and say hey you know what um joe biden is a disaster uh, they know who's backing up joe biden they know a great deal of african americans is backing up joe biden they, they, a great deal of caucasians is backing him up and so it's easy to put somebody out there like that but now when you put tim scott out there the there's that's a weapon that they're trying to use and you have to understand tim scott tim scott His brain is, um, (laughs) he's four cans short on the six pack, okay? Tim Scott is actually a Republican. Now, I can't understand why a black person would be Republican, especially in this particular day and age, but everybody has a right for a choice. But what Tim Scott said was the fact that, no, that the United States was not racist. Mm -hmm. Now, if you honestly can believe And let's just let's just deal with the millennials and Generation X. okay? let's not even go back to the baby boomers and the generation Z and the Generation X post. Let's let's leave them out. Let's just deal with the millennials and the Z. okay? if you can sit here and say in the last 20 years that America is not racist, there's something wrong with this, with you in this country. And Tim Scott getting up there and saying that this is just another ploy. For them to sit here and try to say, "Hey, look, listen, United States is really not that bad." Well, and you know, you it's, it's the Trump approach. It's the Trump. Pro- it's the Trump approach. Hey, what can you
4: lose? Come vote for me.
3: Right, and yeah, you I and know you what I can lose, and you can have your own opinion. It's just the platform, Absolutely. the platform of which you know. We also have to be careful. And we all do about using our positionality, whatever that may be especially in this case, to let it absorb into the minds of people that may be vulnerable to what is really going on. And so if that's the first uh, bit of information that I've grabbed, you know, I'm running with something that may not be a real account. Is that fair to say? Um, I mean, that's a strong statement to make is that America is I am one person. Um, and also, I mean, you know, as a Republican, um, you know, and and so there's that token piece that we then use to be a platform. Hey, Tim Scott said it, so you know, it's it's got to be true.
2: Miss Tim Scott himself sat there and admitted that he's been stopped by the police. Okay, <laughs> he's been driving while black and been stopped by the police, and then he can have the audacity. The mitigating gall, the the hip, the hypocrisy of saying that America is not racist. Come on, that's a ploy. Yeah. That's just to try to gain some votes to get them back over to the Republican Party. The Republican Party is an ex- extreme disaster. They've been in a, a disaster since eighteen sixty-five. To be honest with you, right? So you know, listen. I have to understand what it is. They listen. They're trying to throw whatever that they possibly can throw out there to try to sway people to stay with them. Tim Scott is a token black face that's out there, just like Benjamin, Car- uh, Benjamin Carson, just like... Uh, Candace. Uh,
1: um, Candace Owens. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right. I'm Candace
2: dropping Owens, names. I
3: can't. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, you can just put, throw out a bunch of names. Just, they're just out there to try to sway people to come over to a party that has, that, that wants to do or has very little to do with them. Because they realize their platform is, is 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 awful. They can't get the votes. Uh, hence the reason why they're doing all the voter suppression stuff. So if they throw this out there and they can try to swipe a few votes, listen, Biden, as far as I'm concerned, he has done a lot in 100 days. Okay? Unlike the previous administration that had four years to do something, then do a thing. Biden has really done, but but Biden understands how government works also. And so the things that he's doing, he's trying to help those people who were the most vulnerable, especially during the pandemic. And we're talking about the bottom 99% of the people in the country. And if you notice that, those people are getting some benefit now, more so than the people at the top, You know, They don't want that.
1: They don't want that. It struck me as odd because Tim Scott got the platform. He got the, you know, I don't know anything the man has ever said. I mean, the only credit I could probably give to him is that when Kamala Harris and Cory Booker were trying to do an anti-lynching deal, he kind of was supportive of that. Um, So that's the only positive comment I could make about it. But when he got the spotlight and he had the platform, he could say anything. What comes out of his mouth? America isn't racist. (laughs) <laughs> so he forgot i, I mean i have I, I i just it it blows my mind that he and i'm i'm not even just talking politics and what he could have done politically but how he's going to be mm-hmm. remembered it's like when you got shine you go with i'm going to be 100 percent in the trump camp and that stuff just right. got voted out of office but these people still think that there's some validity to let me stay here On this issue, with this position, and it's going to benefit me. And I mean, and and I hope uh, I'm—I hope it's not as simplistic as that. But that seems to be the case. So it's just—I mean, you know, when when you could have you—I don't know, I don't know. But that said, (laughs) we're almost out of time. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. You, but but you're right though because you got to stop and think.
2: What happened in that man's state? Let's talk about Charleston for a minute, where you have what a white supremacist. Walk up into a peaceful place, a church, sit down, Pray. have church with them, and then try to turn around and kill up nine folks. American racist, yeah, that America ain't racist, Unless you're dealing, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Positionality. Really?
2: Come on, that was in yeah. your state. Yeah. Those were, those nine people were your constituents, and you say that America's not racist. You
4: gotta understand that that's a ploy. Come on.
3: How the tables turn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Miss Ms. Miss, Miss Rice, any closing comments before we wrap the show?
4: Uh, I think you all have said it all, but let's just remember that Tim Scott, uh, let's not forget that all politicians want to be reelected. So he chose that moment to show that he aligned himself with the people that he thinks will get him reelected. And that's it. He forgot that he was black standing in front of millions of people he only remembered that I want to go back up there one more time. Mm. And so, therefore, I'm going to do what it takes. Whether it helps or hurts my state, it's all about me. That's what I thought.
1: All right. We will certainly appreciate the Crosstalk panelists. Thank you, guys. We, I mean, every time you come, you bring great insight, so we appreciate that.
3: And that's it for this edition of the Sunday show. We hope you enjoyed the show. Happy Mother's Day and that you will tell all of your friends about the Sunday show.
1: Now, on behalf of LaMoya Burks and all the great and wonderful people here at Texaco Radio, thanks for being our listeners. Thanks for being kind enough to tune in to the Sunday
4: show.
3: Remember, remember, remember that you are listening to KTOY Radio 104.7, the station that cares about the quality of your life, the soul
1: of the city. In case you want to hear this show again, it will will be rebroadcast at 6 this evening on our sister station, KTOY 105.9 Gospel. And podcasts of all of our previous shows are available online at www.ktoy1047.com.
3: And hey, listen, if you would like to appear on the Sunday show, please contact me, Miss LaMoya Burks, at 903 3997 Keep in mind that we prefer to schedule guests a month in advance. Please contact me well in advance of your desired date at 903 244
1: Our closing quote on Mother's Day is courtesy of a mother who is among the most accomplished women from the Arklatex. And yes, she is a black woman. She had humble beginnings in Shaw, Arkansas, which is a community more so than a town. It's out there in the Mineral Springs in Nashville. Her family was poor. Her father was a sharecropper. She was the oldest of eight children. This sharecropper's daughter went on to graduate from Philander Smith College in Little Rock, where she pledged Delta Sigma Theta. And she's probably the most esteemed Philander person That I know Outside of athletics Or I've ever heard of She went on To become a pediatrician An endocrinologist, an author, an army officer, and a public health administrator. But you probably know her name because she was the first black U.S. surgeon general. This was back in the 90s under the Clinton administration. She also received her board certification as a pediatric endocrinologist. And in 1978, she became the first person from the state of Arkansas to do so. So the quote that we have from Jocelyn Ellis, you can't educate a child who isn't healthy and you can't keep a child healthy who isn't educated. We love you. We'll see you next week on The Sunday
0: Show. The Sunday Show was... Will return next Sunday morning from nine to ten. If you have questions, contact DD Woods, DD Woods56 at AOL.com.